Hey there, it's Rasa. Just checking in for the show to remind you to follow the Patreon link at youmustknoweverything.com for way cool stickers, shoutouts, birthday greetings, and bonus content. Or shop our store for vexing question t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs for yourself or the special someone in your life. Now, on with the show! Hi, Dad! Hello, Rasa! How you doing? I'm flying high and floating free. How are you? I'm doing good. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. Okay, let's do it. Today, I have a theory about why you should not punish children. This sounds outrageous. Go to your room! But, theory first? Okay, so the other day, you told me to go clean my room. And that is not my favorite activity. And so, instead of cleaning my room, I sat in the chair and continued to read. This was probably a Sunday afternoon, the time when I tell you to clean your room, and you sometimes cross your arms, turn away, or go in unhappily to do it. Sounds about right. So I sat there and read. You did not like that. So finally, you said, go to your room and clean it, and we are going to take a break from that book. And I go, no, not the book. And you go, yes, now go clean your room. So I stormed in my room, upset and angry, and I cleaned it unhappily. And then, you know what? I did that again. After you'd punished me for doing it once, instead of learning my lesson and saying, okay, I did it again, this time more out of an act of defiance. Mm, So a week later, a few days later, or a few weeks later, you pulled the book up again and said, I'm going to win this. Precisely. And that's why I don't think punishing a good strategy. It leaves me upset and angry. I don't really learn my lesson. I don't want to clean my room because it feels like then you won. It's got to feel that you're being unfair for you to change your mind. But when I punish you, it makes it feel like I'm being unfair, even though it's something we agreed on that you clean your room every Sunday. So what should I do differently? Or should I do anything at all? Well. There's a couple of things you can do. First, ask me to stop and explain why you find that frustrating or upsetting. No one really wants to make their parents unhappy. It's when they get punished, however, that they feel as though they have something to prove against them. Also, try positive reinforcements. How about this? You'll clean your room, and afterwards, we can go and get ice cream together. Or we can go and sit and have reading time. That's a pretty good idea. I have to admit, I was resistant when you were saying I should get you ice cream for cleaning your room. But then when you gave the other example of sitting and reading together, I was like, yeah. And indeed, maybe we could get ice cream together. So I don't want to make it so... For you to do what you already agreed to and are expected to do, you get a reward, but 
I do see how reframing it in a positive way and also visiting with you where you are. Hey, can I talk to you? Rather than jumping in, getting on your case right away. If I can keep my own patience in line? Yeah, pretty much. And you might even learn the lesson so you won't be ready to punish me next time it comes around the next week. Sounds like you're learning. Good job. How about after we finish recording, I take you out for ice cream? Are you ready for today's poem? Oh boy, I am. What is it? It's called The Rose That Grew from Concrete by Tupac Shakur. Did you hear about the rose that grew from a crack in the concrete? Proving nature's law is wrong. It learned to walk without having feet. Funny, it seems, but by keeping its dreams, it learned to breathe fresh air. Long live the rose that grew from the concrete when no one else ever cared. Wow. Beautiful. May I read it? Mm-hmm. The Rose That Grew From Concrete by Tupac Shakur. Did you hear about the rose that grew from a crack in the concrete? Proving nature's law is wrong. It learned to walk without having feet. Funny, it seems. But by keeping its dreams, it learned to breathe fresh air. Long live the rose that grew from concrete when no one else ever cared. What do you picture when you hear this poem? Well, we went on this wonderful long walk yesterday, and there were several points where we slowed down. And I remember stopping and looking down at the concrete. And when we went slower, I noticed more things. And I did notice, not necessarily a rose, but I noticed ants coming out of the cracks in the concrete or little stalks of grass. And at the same time, trees were budding and there were flowers like apple blossoms. That is some of what I saw when you were reading the poem and I was reading it. I was going back to that walk yesterday. What about you? I see something that tries so hard. This rose persisted. This rose grew up. And that's such a powerful sign because it defeated the odds and got out there and lived. When I was a kid, Tupac Shakur was famous as a rapper. I didn't know him as a poet. I knew him as a musician. So do you think this poem was meant as a rap? Well, now that we read it with that lens, look, it rhymes much more than we were reading it. I think it's another example that you might think something is over somber and serious and might not even have a rhyme. But the way he expressed it might have been joyful and lively and full of fun, even though it's about being fierce and persistent. Yeah, it's a good lesson. When you're reading a poem, look for rhymes. And when you're walking that concrete, look for roses. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes. 
This vexing question comes from Charlotte and Harrison in Philadelphia. Their vexing question is, why does fog form? That's a great question. I'll look it up and get back to you. And I've got the answer to Charlotte and Harrison's vexing question. In order to form fog, a large amount of water must be on the ground, and there has to be plenty of water vapor in the air. Then, if it gets cold fast, the water vapor that's in the air comes together quickly. Those droplets are super teeny, so they can drift through the air. When they spread out, we see them, and we call them fog. It's funny. When we see fog, it's often because it stops us from seeing anything else. I remember when Mom and I got married, there was fog all over the city. We climbed to the top of a mountain to look down, and it was like there was an ocean, except it was made out of fog. Yeah. I love it when it's super foggy. I put my hands in front of me, and it's like they disappear. I just wish we had fog inside, too. That way, I'd have another place to hide things when I'm cleaning my room, besides under my bed. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Join us on Patreon. Shop our store. Submit your own vexing questions and listen to more than 100 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.